This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Cole, Matt Harmon here with you, and you're listening to Reception Perception, the show. All right, Matt, uh, here we are. We are hurtling towards the start of the uh, brand new 2023 season. Uh, 32 Beat Writers is a great Twitter account that I think everyone should follow. Uh, that being mm-hmm. said, I had to turn off the notifications for 32 beat writers because my phone was just, I mean, with these training camp videos and stuff coming out now, you're like, I stop it. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta give my phone a rest, baby. Like it's just too many updates. Yeah. A hundred percent. No shade to 32 team beat writers. Great account. Great Great follow. Uh, They have a, they have a podcast now. You know they have a podcast now too that, that like people should check out. I've I've heard a couple of good interviews on there. Um, I actually think a few of the folks that work uh, on that account, one of them, at least one of them, is in our Discord too. So oh, okay. definitely no, definitely no shade to thirty-two team beat writers. What I'm about to <laughs> thirty-two beat writers. What I'm about to say, you got it, James. You got to be a little bit more judicious about who you're turning, <laughs> what you're turning notifications on for. Um, I have. Right. Very few accounts turned on notifications. Like I, I have Schefter, and I think I still yep. have Pelissero because Rap Sheet is uh, he's a little fast and loose with what the what he's tweeting. Sometimes you know he'll he'll tweet about stuff that I'm not interested in. Uh, Pelissero, I think I had him on from like the COVID days because he was like cover he was covering the COVID stuff so uh, intense, yeah. and he's pretty biz he's pretty all business, you know. Like yeah, yeah, so anything, yeah, yeah. and and if if Rap Sheet's got a big one, he's gonna retweet it. You know what I'm saying? So right, um, right, right. I, I'm trying to just get the big big insiders, and then um, <laughs> I do have a notification turned on for like uh, Underdog does a great uh, job with like their alerts from their account. You know, like some newsy stuff. Cause yeah, dude, I, I again I love Elijah Moore, but I can't see my hundredth. You know. Uh, 32 beat writers video about Elijah Moore, like grossing guys in practice. I, uh, James, I'm, I'm already like, I've already maxed out on, uh, training camp videos and look, yep. I get it. People have your fun with training camp highlights. It's cool to see athletes doing athletic shit and, 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 and yep. looking awesome. I get it. But like, tell me one more time about how I'm wrong about a player based on like, this you know five second route that he Gosh. ran in one on one against with like a air triple, a, 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 with a tr- on a triple move like yeah. also by the way yeah. like yeah if you're if you're using a bunch of move like double triple moves on on the one on one battles on seven on seven or, or just even the one on one like wide receiver cornerback or like God forbid like Bijan Robinson putting another dude in the in the spin cycle with the triple move against a linebacker like yeah he yep. no kidding no kidding you're gonna win that route uh <laughs> I just I can't do it anymore the only the only good thing to come out of training camp so far that I am right. adjusting that I'm adjusting my rankings on uh, my adjusting okay. my thoughts about a player. Um, Matt Collins from Atlanta Falcons camp. He said, okay. did you hear what he, Did you see this quote? No. He said, no, no, no. What did he say? Quote, a direct quote. I, I don't like soft people. 
I don't even like people who eat with utensils. Eat with your hands. What? That's what they're what there for. <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah. What a quote. Not what I'm not quote. moving up. Wait, hold I'm not up, moving man. up Elijah Moore for yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold I'm not up. moving What's up anybody a- for training camp hype videos, but I'm I'm moving <laughs> Matt Collins up for that. Wait, hold up. Dude. How does he eat spaghetti? Like, what's going on here? Like, how about like, how about like, how about like ramen? Like, what's going? Like, what's going on? What you mean? <laughs> are you are you eating this? What's going on? It's it's funny you mention that because his teammate <laughs> Kyle Pitts they asked him about that and he he literally said, I mean. You know, Max, great, all that, but like eating <laughs> spaghetti. He said eating spaghetti with your hands, that's kind of nasty. So, yeah, that's gross, bro. Come on, <laughs> dude. What's going on here? Or how about like a nice, how about like a nice ass steak, dude? You got to get the fork and knife out. What are we talking about? Uh, you're going to pick up the, you're going to pick up a sizzling steak with your hands and just, just go to town? Like, I mean, that's, I guess <laughs> you got to go directly for the tomahawk, you know, grab the, oh, bone that, just, okay. Just, sure. Yeah. Little paper towel around the bone and just go to work. I guess what? What kind, of, what kind of statement is that? I love it. Anyways, we got a great quote actually from Jim Mersey coming up. Uh, but I thought we might do a little. I know we talk all wide receivers here, but I thought we might do a little bit of a running back roundup very quickly here uh, to kind of kick off the show. Uh, and then I thought it'd be good uh, and timely now that training camps have officially begun to kind of revisit um, three rookies that I think are going to have, you know, pretty prominent roles, uh, non-obvious, uh, prominent roles. Okay. Like we know the JSNs and yeah. stuff of the, the Jordan Addison's of the world are going to get Addison, especially probably going to walk into hundred targets for God's sakes. But anyways, but I'm talking like the Puka Nukua's, the Michael Wilson's Zay flowers to a degree as well. Uh, what, what, what roles are these guys going to have and, um, kind of revisiting, um, what Matt kind of put down on tape. Uh, and charting for those dudes. Um, so I thought it might be timely to revisit some of that. Um, and then we will talk about some double digit. Uh, we don't always do fantasy, but when we do fantasy, we, we, we like to talk about some sleepers. That's what we're going to do. Double digit uh, forgotten wide receivers uh, that we kind of like later in your fantasy drafts. But I, I kind of want to start with this uh, Jonathan Taylor latest here. Okay, so he wants a trade. Jim Mercer says, no, we're not trading you. And then it gets a little trickier, too, because like even if a team wanted to make a move, it's like you're going to give up what premium draft capital for the right to then go pay Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor wants a contract extension. Right. So that's what makes it tricky, Matt, is in today's market. And we know that there's, you know, a lot of running backs are upset. But in today's market, it's like you're really going to give up premium Listen, there's only one Kyle Shanahan in this league, okay? But I mean, it's like, yeah, how many teams are going to give up premium draft picks and pay the guy? Like, that's what I would like to know. And Jonathan Taylor uh, kind of sort of testing the, the boundaries and the limits right now with Indianapolis. It's funny. I, I've heard my uh, my good personal friend, Austin Eckler, make this point uh, about about the teams that want to you know trade or put running backs on the trade block because he made the point, you know, the only right. reason I wasn't traded is that the Chargers wanted too many picks in or wanted too high value picks in return for me, and nobody wanted to give them up. He said it's ironic right. that the team wants all these draft picks back but doesn't mm-hmm. want to pay you, which I do understand right. sort of the hypocrisy in that. Um, yeah, I, it, we're just in such a weird spot with the running backs, and, and I admit that I don't know the inner workings of um, uh, Jonathan Taylor's agent, and, and uh, there, he seems to be a pretty controversial figure. Um, I do think it's a little. You know, Taylor's not participating in camp right now um, because of an ankle injury, but the team is also saying they might put him on the um, 
put him NFI. on the uh, NFI list because of a back issue. So maybe the timing yeah. of trying to get this extension is not great. Um, but, you know, I, I just think we're in such an odd spot with running backs where these guys, I mean, who's been the best player for the Colts the last two years? It's probably been Jonathan Taylor. Like, mm-hmm. who's been the best – who's been the most consistent player on the Chargers offense the last – two years it's probably been Austin Echo even though I think obviously Justin Herbert's more important to their team success you know definitely I, you can't tell me there's a defensive coordinator out there who's like man I'm really scared about Daniel Jones and I don't really care what Saquon Barkley does to us you know uh, um, <laughs> Josh Jacobs definitely benefited from Devontae right. Adams presence there last year and the light boxes and how many you know two two high shells and, and all that stuff was dedicated to Devonte Adams. I understand that, but obviously he was one of the best players on the field. And it's just, he was. it's odd that we've gotten to this point with all of these franchise level guys, some of the most marketable mm-hmm. best players on their team that, you know, Ursay is just, he's flat. Like, no, we're not even going to entertain any type of extension. Um, I, I don't know who thought it was a good idea to let those two guys meet one-on-one. I mean, what good was going to come <laughs> out of that? I have no idea. Um, that was a bad idea. So I, yeah, it's just, Uh, I I do kind of, I know we'll talk more about the Taylor thing specifically, but my one thing about that I'm thinking about running backs right now in general is like, when do we get to a point? Is it two years from now or something where quote the market? Cause these guys don't really get to hit the market, but like teams decide, Oh, you know what? Actually it is a market inefficiency to have a great running back. Like the Titans certainly aren't pissed about Derrick Henry's contract, you know, and, nope. and he's been the identity of the team. The, the, you mentioned Kyle Shanahan pulls running backs out of his ass every year, but he's like, you know what? When there's a unique situation to get Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to go get Christian McCaffrey. I'm do it. Um, oh, yeah. Where would the Browns be without Nick Chubb, you know? So I, I do think we'll get to a point where the tides turn with running back, but I'm just not sure that's going to happen this year or with Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor specifically. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I feel like Jonathan Taylor hasn't built up enough. Um, well, I don't want to say cred, but it's like, look, he's following a 2022 season where I legitimately called him one of the largest, one of the biggest fantasy football busts of all time. Because he was. He, he was he yeah. was the consensus 1.1. And man, he absolutely crushed you in fantasy football. But to your point, in real life football, Jonathan Taylor, probably the most important player on that team over the past two seasons, maybe the past three seasons, to be honest with you. He's been he's been, you know, um, it's his 2021. I mean, he was just fantastic, you know. So um, but uh, again, it's like I, I think. I'm with the running backs in this one. And I understand the argument of like, oh, they're so easy, easily replaceable, which is like, that's how, how false of an argument is that? You know, it's like everyone in football is replaceable. You know, I mean, other than the great quarterbacks, right? Like you go from your starter level quarterback to a backup. Okay. It's right. a, it's a cataclysmic fall off. Right. But I mean, your left guard, your right guard. Okay. These guys are still getting paid. You know, you know what I mean? So the one rule in football that's really been been true is if you play well, you get paid. And so 
it seems really disingenuous to then say, well, running by running backs are so replaceable. So we're not going to pay them, but it's like, yeah, but literally every position on the field other than quarterback is that way. You know what I mean? Like you can't tell me what's the, I mean, again, when we're talking pro bowl, all caliber guys, what is the drop off between like sauce Gardner and the backup backup cornerback? It's pretty significant, but it's not like you're getting a zero. You know what I'm saying? So I, right. I just, I just, I don't know, man. It seems like a very disingenuous argument to say, well, Jonathan Taylor's this great player. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a great player, but his backup would give us 80% of what Josh. Jac- no, he won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, he'll give you some production for sure. Yes, he will. Absolutely. But he's not giving you the game breaking ability. He's not giving you the, I'm going to, I'm going to make yards on my own type of ability. The touchdown making ability that Austin Eckler gives you. These guys aren't giving you that. I mean, for God's sakes, look at what the drop off was from Austin Eckler to his backups. I mean, it's not yeah. even, we're, we're not even in the same realm now, you know? So I, I don't even, I really don't understand that part, but I, I, I tell you what, Regardless of what the financials are saying, this quote from Jim Irsay is just an all-timer. If I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. We know that. The National Football League rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and who goes. It's a privilege to be a part of it. If I die tonight... No one's gonna miss us, man. Oh, but what a quote from Jim Irsay. Golly. I mean, what a quote from Jim Irsay, who um <laughs> I had a podcast producer today call him oh. um remarkable Jim wrote in that podcast outline, remarkably online owner Jim Irsay. And I mean, that has got to be the case. It was a great time for people to uh resurface all of the like absolutely insane things that Jim Irsay was tweeting in 2011. Um, uh-huh. and, and, you know, when he might've been having some off field trouble, uh, Jim Mercy. So uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just, I, I, I just wonder what it does to the culture in the locker room too. You know, um, I, I wonder what, what players think about it. And it, it is hard to, to know for sure, because, you know, again, I, I am sympathetic to the, the, your point about, Taylor, um, I don't think was a bust because he played poorly last year. I think he was dealing with injuries and he's still dealing Mm -hmm. with injuries right now. And I think that's the biggest thing. I don't even think it's so much the replaceable part of it because I think um, even if you even if you can find replaceable running back production, I still think that most coaches who are, by the way, obsessed with the running game, right, are obsessed yeah, right, with right. we need to run the ball better. We need to run the ball in advantageous situations and, you know, we need to kill the clock and all this stuff. And I get that, like, the running back's not the only part of the run game. So I understand that. But I still think you get a lot of them to admit that, hey, there's a difference between having Zach Moss, who, by the way, broke his arm, you know, know. his backup right. uh, in, in Indianapolis. It's one of the backups. Zach Moss breaks his arm. Like there's a difference between Zach Moss being out there and Jonathan Taylor being out there. But I think what a lot of these teams are concerned about is how these contracts have aged. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Dallas is just paying for, you know, declining production with Ezekiel Elliott. I think that's contributed to the running back market, you know, falling apart. I think Todd Gurley. His, I mean, it, it, it was not that long ago. Todd Gurley was the best running back in football, and now he's right. you know way, way out of the league, you know. And yeah. he's still like, isn't he like twenty seven years old or something? Todd Gurley. Yeah, I mean um, a a. I mean, he did have a degenerative knee condition. Right. That's that's that was a big. Yeah. One. 
Yeah, but he's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty eight right now. Uh, Todd Crazy. Gurley. Cra- um, crazy he'll crazy. be 29 and actually on august 3rd so uh happy birthday happy early birthday to todd Gurley. Um, wow, crazy. i hope it's going i hope it's going well wherever he is but yeah man it's just like i think it's the running it's the age factor with the running backs that like you know sure. uh that that's part of why these teams are hesitant to invest and i understand that and you know a guy like jonathan taylor like i said he never missed a practice that was uh, anybody who told you you were an idiot if you didn't take jonathan taylor at number one overall and you were considering taking mccaffrey over taylor was like yeah. you idiot you idiot uh McCaffrey gets hurt all the time and Jonathan Taylor has never missed a practice he never missed a practice <laughs> and then he missed all the time last year so it can happen right. to anybody running back right. I think that's right. part of the problem right. too